Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock, Sherlisten, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sherlock, Sherlisten. Sherlock, Sherlisten. Sherlock, Sherlisten. Sherlock, Sherlisten. Sherlock. Sherlisten. Sherlock, Sherlisten. Sherlock, Sherlisten. A very good Benjamin. Benjamin, sure, look at this week. We're taking a look at what happens when someone is so arrogant and self-involved that not only they go one step further than starting a podcast, Ben, they have a whole day to celebrate themselves with (laughs) Disney Plus Day. So we're going to look at all the reveles from that, Ben, and we're going to go ooh and ah at She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, Secret Invasion, X-Men and Moon Knigget. And that's all, because that'll probably be a lot. There's a, there's a lot to get through there, Michael, but if it wasn't enough... Probably isn't. Michael, you and I have been to see a movie this year that made us both cry, but we didn't really because we're manly men and it's I've not a never thing. cried. And it starred one Nicolas Cage, Michael, and that brought us to the this startling conclusion of, does Nick Cage still occasionally make good movies? So our other topic is going to be, even a Nick Cage is right twice a day. Oh, very good, Benjamin. I'm going to I'm going to preempt that by saying no, he doesn't. But also, Ben, I don't know if you've noticed there, but you didn't say sure. Listen, you've forgotten our whole conceit. Oh, I've forgotten the whole conceit. <laughs> oh, sure. Listen, Michael, what a disgrace. Oh, very good, Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah. Let's do this in order of interestingness. Okay. So in Secret Invasion, so Ben, 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 Ben. Yeah. What is Marvel Disney Plus Day? What is it? What's going on? So Marvel in the in the. In the fo- the footsteps of things like the fandom, the DC fandom, DC fandom, yeah, and the bloody Marvel. Well, I suppose that's been absolved in uh, now into Disney Plus Day. But we used to get like little fan events for Marvel and DC, and we used to get this Michael at, at Comic Con. But I think in the age of the internet, people are slowly realizing it's like, oh, we can just release it in a digital online inv- event. We don't actually need to spend millions marketing ourselves at Comic-Con because nobody really cares, much to the chagrin of San Diego Comic-Con, I think. Um, Most losing, likely, yeah. Losing their exclusivities. Uh, but anyway, Michael, it's uh, a revelation day, as you said yourself. Oh. It's it's filled with teasers and trailers. In fact, no, Michael, it's just filled with teasers. I think it would be unfair to call anything that we got from Disney Plus Day a trailer. Um, I don't think there was a trailer. I think you're right. Yeah. We just got piles and piles of teasers um, with some images, some little snippets, some little videos. Um, mm. and there, was, there was a whole bunch, Michael. But as you said, it's it's again, it's just it's just Disney saying, "Look how big I am." Hmm? Look at us, we're great, aren't we? I look mean, we at can just us. look at all the stuff we're going to show you if you pay nine ninety nine a month or whatever it is. Yeah. It's probably more. Ben, I haven't checked. I think that's real first world problems. I don't it, know how much Disney Plus costs. Eight ninety nine a month. Is that all? Yes. For all of that content. For Disney, all of that content, Michael. How much do you want us to shill before you're going to send us some exclusives? For fuck's sake. <laughs> Only anyway. eight ninety nine. For all of that exclusive content. Benjamin, in order of interest. Secret yeah. Invasion looks like it's going to have a beardy Samuel L. Jackson in it and not much else. That's all we got, Michael. Was bearded Samuel L. Jackson showing off his damaged eye. Yeah, he's got a sore eye, Ben, and he's got a beard. Is, is that supposed to like num, 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 num. Is, is that supposed to sate our, our appetites yes I think so it's what? like you people love Samuel L. Jackson don't you here have some of this just take him take just him Eight ninety nine a month practically free <sighs> that's 
I don't know, That's Michael. I, I don't. Uh, I don't think I have any excitement for Secret Invasion after. I can't say trailer. that I do either. But you know what, Ben? I have to say this is this is a big revelation for me. But my interest in the MCU is starting to wane a little bit. No. Yeah. Yeah. Phase no. four. Now. I don't agree with the with the right wing lunatics on the internet who Good. think it's all social justice stuff. But phase four by those kind of people is being called phase bore. Oh. And it has been, to my mind, the weakest string of films so far. Uh, well, remind the me what they ben, are again. Yeah, you haven't seen them. That's I've seen Shang-Chi. I saw <laughs> Shang-Chi seen yesterday. That, that, oh, very good. I, I, I tried to watch Shang-Chi yesterday and I fell asleep during the final battle. It was released uh, on, on Disney Plus yesterday, Michael. How much so is Disney Plus, Ben? It's only about eight ninety nine a month. Send us the exclusives, you fucks. <laughs> We're shilling like nobody's business. Anyway, uh, go through the movies in phase four again. Uh, Black Widow. Yeah, crap. Did you see that? Yeah, no good. Shang-Chi. It was okay. Eternals. I haven't seen it. There you go. That's phase four um, so far. Yeah, I think certainly the the tone of the film seems to be shifting. Um, mm. I think that that classic Marvel sense of humor hasn't really been present either. Um, now, I can't speak for Eternals, but I certainly didn't feel it in the same way in Shang-Chi, and I certainly didn't feel it in the same way in Black Widow. But I'm not certain, Michael, if that's because, like yourself... Yes. My interest in the MCU or entertainment value for the MCU is waning. Oh, I don't know if it's it the exact same, but I don't find quippy stuff as entertaining. I certainly didn't think there was as much in Shang-Chi and they tried to make a very family-driven um, kind of drama more than anything else. I think, Ben, retroactively looking back on Shang-Chi, having seen it again yesterday on Disney Plus, only eight ninety nine a month. Come on, guys, we're shilling for like nobody's business. Benjamin, I <laughs> um, haven't seen it yesterday. I think it's it's two films. It's it's half a quite a good film. Yes. It's half a quite a good film in the Marvel vein. And then it is one of the worst defenders for big CG battle at the end with no stakes. No stakes. This huge dark devourer thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, who cares? Never who seen cares? it before, and we'll never see it again. The baddies all kind of turn a bit good, and they do a team up, but there's only about twenty of them. It's, it's Michael. The would, most... you, would you? Yeah, go would on. You, would you like my little pitch? Okay, go on. Do you know what I thought it was going to be? Yes, I thought it was number one. Are they going to be Fing Fang Foom? Yeah, no, that would have been a little bit more interesting, but only for existing Marvel fans. Or what I thought it might have been, Michael, was bloody Dormammu. I thought it might have been another gateway for Dormammu. Yeah, that would have been a little bit more interesting, but only for Marvel fans. But at the end of the day, the weakness was a bunch of guys, of generic guys in black tactical suits showed up and fought some Chinese mystics with yeah, non-lethal weapons. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really so, rough. Yeah, very. And and the martial arts, it stopped being about martial arts. It started being about energy weapons and, and empowerment. At the start, we got a really interesting um, look at, at the film. Like, it was very much in the vein of... The Beijing Opera and Jackie Chan films. The choreographing on the bus, in particular, Michael, is mm. very classic Jackie Chan film. Um, the the quality of martial arts in this film degrades in every fight scene. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the very first fight scene is between um, Wen Wu and his wife, his future wife, and they have a very crouching tiger, hidden dragon 
Hong Kong wirework fight, mm-hmm. which is fine. Not my personal taste, but you know, it's it's bringing in different types of kung fu. Yes, and it's so a it, staple of the a, Asian cinematic experience. Exactly. So you had your crouching tiger, hidden dragon, sexy, we're falling in love while we're fighting fight. Mm-hmm. Then you had your hectic, high energy Jackie Chan fighting on the bus fight with mm-hmm. a with a bit of a Marvel twist using the environment. Exactly. Then you had a, a quite boring fight between him and his sister where he refused to fight her and she wins. And I, then uh, you have a decent kind of kind of high budget 90s Hong Kong film flipping around on scaffolding and flipping yeah. and uh, flipping and jipping. And then after that it's just battles and it's boring and everyone everyone's doing martial arts and if everyone's doing martial arts then there's no martial arts. Yeah, then it's just then it's just shaking hands with a bit of uh, excessive force. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the next film that's coming out, Ben. Sorry, Michael. Not the film, series. Uh, the next series that's coming out there, uh, in terms of interest, Michael, probably yes. for me, Miss Marvel. I would agree, Benjamin. The trailer was nothing special. Uh, no, it was just hero worship for Miss Marvel, and that's that's or uh, Captain Marvel, and that's okay because she's an important. You know, inspiration in this particular series is um, she though? Uh, well, How? there's there's a nobody knows about her on Earth, so this is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of my. But I suppose there are five unaccounted for years where she might have been active on Earth. Did would she have been though? I, I think so. Okay, a little bit certainly. She was in that video call with the other Avengers. Where she was like, I'm going to be heading off now for a little while. I'll be back later or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Interesting one to pick, though. Yeah. I Look, if it didn't. It, I got nothing out of the teaser trailer, Michael. I didn't find it particularly exciting. I think it's going to be an interesting step for cultural representation of a different ethnicity. Well, good then. In the MCU. So that makes it just fine by me. Um, yeah. But I think... In terms of my actual interest in it as a series, it, I, I don't think I'm going to have that much. I don't have that much interest in the character in general, Michael. Mm. So, Especially since Ben, they seem to have redefined her powers. She's not. She hasn't got big floppy arms and hands anymore. She's got energy or some such. Yeah, she's a much more closer replica of Captain um, Marvel herself, uh, which is an interesting choice. I guess the budget didn't stretch that far. I guess bendy oh, powers very are... very good, Ben. I see what you've done. <laughs> see what I did? Bendy powers have never been done well on screen. Bendy powers are horrible to look at. It's body horror. It's it's, yeah. it's awful. Watching yeah. a human form stretch and grow is disturbing and gross. It's it's really neat and easy to do in a comic book panel where it's just like a sheet expanding. But it, mm. uh, in real work. life, it's gross. Yeah. yeah oh, what's happening to her pores? What happens to her pores, for example, Ben? Do they, they get, get bigger or do they get bigger or does she get more? That's actually one of her powers. She swallows you with one of her pores. Oh, yeah. I've seen internet videos like that. Uh. Benjamin. Gross. Benjamin. The yeah. next one for me in terms of interest is She-Hulk. Yeah, so th- this one is really interesting, Michael. Um, Go on. For me, I, I think... Um, so it's really important to understand um, where this is coming from. And there's some weird stuff in the trailer. Uh, Disney that, Plus, I think. That, yes. <laughs> I've got you, I've got you then. You got me very good there. So if we take a look at the trailer, Michael, there's a couple of things that happen. We get to see Jen Walters in a very 80s style doing a bit of yoga. Yeah. We get to see um, we get to see her as a lawyer for half a second. Yeah, and she says, I'm a lawyer. Yeah, strutting her stuff, so to speak. We mm-hmm. get to see her in She-Hulk form. 
Very barely. For five-eighths of a second. Yes. Then we get to see her have a fun little interaction with a much older Bruce Banner. Um, By the looks of it, a kind of... Yeah, anyway. um, We get to see her in that. And then we get to see a really bizarre Murphy Brown 1970s-style crime vignette. Yes, no, Ben, that's not Murphy Brown style. That's almost exactly the style of the original Hulk TV series. Yes, and it looks to be uh, Bruce Banner there sitting next to her as we go through. So this is really important to understand in terms of the series that came out for her from 19... um, Sorry, from 1989 to 1994. The comic book series. It was the comic book series The Sensational She-Hulk. And in that... By who, Ben? Uh, it was Bill... Ooh, Not no. John Byrne? It, I think it was John Byrne, now that you say it. Hang on, let me look it up very, very quickly. Y- you spin your wheels, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, anyway, in that comic, Michael, it is, in every sense, a precursor to Deadpool. Oh, go on. Um, Deadpool often gets credit now as the character that most often breaks the fourth wall and is wacky and is crazy and, you know... Uh, does all the things that normal comic books don't do, but he wasn't actually. They'd played around with that for many, many years. Um, but one of the key characters in the Marvel Universe that did it all the time was the Sensational She-Hulk series. She was always breaking the fourth wall and addressing the fact that she was in a comic book um, and doing little vignettes and stepping outside of the show, or stepping outside of the comic book to chat to the reader directly. Um, mm. There's an issue where she has a big argument with how she's represented by the artist. She actually calls out her representation. She's like, stop drawing my butt. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which again... Which I've had to say to you. uh, Yeah, look, it's just... It's it's so thick, Michael. How can you not commit it to paper and canvas? It's an enormous... I've got an enormous hashtag erotic mixion. Benjamin! (laughs) (laughs) Where are we going with this? Uh, I'm just saying it's, it's... if you're a She-Hulk fan, and mm. I've never heard someone outright say they are, but if you are, yes. um, this is probably something you're really going to enjoy because the defining genre for Walters for a lot of older comic book readers is the kind of wacky, zany, go get em Jennifer Walters that came with the sensational She-Hulk. And Ben, that's often how she was represented in cartoon series in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, she's a bit of fun. like Yeah, she's a fun-loving character who knows she's in a comic book. Yeah, um, and she's having the time of her life as a result. Um, I think I'm I'm a, I'm a bit sad, Michael, that oh, she's no. go- that she's going to be. I think a sexy She-Hulk. I don't think there was any need for that. I think we but could have had a, being a sexy She-Hulk is one of her defining characteristics. I, I suppose, but I think I, I don't know. I don't know. In a post oh, two world, Michael. Oh, can we not have any sexiness? We have all of the male characters are sexy. Yeah, but that's okay, Michael, because they're men. That's fine now. But she, Ben, the difference being, Ben, is that this character, okay, uh, and I don't know if this series is directed or written by men or women, but she's on purposely sexful. Sexful. Sexy. Sexful. <laughs> she's on purposely <laughs> My sexy. My goodness, that's She Hulk. She's sure the sexful She Hulk. Yeah, I mean, she's she's on purposely sexy. She's in control of her own sexiness. She's not re- wearing a revealing skirt and falling, and then you're getting an upskirt of her butt. Well, that's good. She, Thank God for she's, that. She's. You know, she's being sexy on purpose. Is that not allowed? I thought that was allowed. I, I'm not, not sure. I'm have I'll, to... I'll have a look at the manual. I'll talk to 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 one of the one of the women I know, and I'll ask to borrow <laughs> right. the manual. Okay, very good. Um, if they can lend us the manual for a yeah, couple of we'll hours, have a look. 
Um, but it, it's going to be interesting, Michael. I think uh, Tatiana Maz... Lanny. Uh, is going to be very, very good. I quite enjoyed the tone of it. thought it seemed like a nice... It was only cha- 20 seconds, Ben. How'd I you know, get so but much? I, I enjoyed those 20 seconds, Michael. I thought it was a nice change of pace. Um, fundamentally, Michael, I think one of the things um, that... Yes is yes. kind of spoiling these new series and their announcements for me is the stakes are so high now, Michael. Everything's um, so high. Thanks to Loki. Because all I could think when I was watching Shang-Chi, for example, is yeah. is this going to be an interdimensional thing? Is he going to mm. open up a dimensional thing? Is this something to do with Loki? And it wasn't. No, nothing at all, Ben. It was to do with uh, kicking your dad in the head. But now, that's yeah. all I think. He's kicking your dad in the head. Kicking I've my dad in the dad. head. He's nice. He's a nice guy. Um, no, all I think is, is oh, it's interdimensional timey-wimey stuff. Kang. Kang. Is it Kang? Mm. Is it ka- a is, Kang? Is this something to do with Kang? Ben, I think they're just throwing things out the wall and they're going to see what people re- resonate, what resonates with people and then we're going to get a villain for phase four and phase five. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there is a master plan, to be honest. The only thing that could prove that wrong or not is... Spider-Man, which is out in three weeks or four weeks, which is mental. Is it out in three or four weeks? It's out on December 17th, Ben. Where's more of our bloody... Where's more of our bloody promotional material, Michael? Num, uh, num, 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 num. Benjamin, I almost can guarantee you it is being released as we speak. So okay. that we, it <laughs> won't gonna... be on this week's podcast episode. It'll it'll happen this evening. Well, I, I tell you what, Michael. I tell you what. Yes. We might do a little trailer reaction this week at some point. Yes. Try some okay. new content. Because People Kevin like that. Fo- Kevin Feige is sick of us, Michael, basically predicting his entire uh, film canon. Exactly. And exactly. he's decided to release it just as this podcast comes out so that we can't get there. And even he's though, us. Even though we're shilling like nobody's business. Like Benjamin. nobody's business, yeah. Has Hulk got a sore arm or not? Has it, what's wrong with his arm or what's not wrong with his arm? Yeah, so at the end of Shang-Chi we see him with an, in an L cast. Mm. Yeah, um, there's, there's in, a lot of interesting in, things happening there. But Ben in Sensational She-Hulk, which is hard to say, Sensational She-Hulk. Yes. he doesn't. His, both his arms are fine. I think we're going to have. I think we might see the damage that happened to it. So we don't know, Michael, where where in the timeline this is taking place. So exactly, Ben, he could exactly. have healed. <laughs> It could have been before. This could have happened in the five years before. But any time you go back and fill in that five-year gap now, it's like, why didn't they help an endgame? Yep, where were they? Yeah, none of this bullshit of the Celestials told us not to interfere. Bollocks. (laughs) I don't. Get uh, out of here with that bollocks. Yeah. You weren't invented yet, that's why. Benjamin. Yes. We're now into the ones I'm genuinely very excited about. Yes. Benjamin. Yes. They're doing an X-Men 97, but it's going to be now... Yes, Benjamin. Uh, yes. Do you think Rogue is going to be as sexy as she was then, or is it going to be toned down? I guarantee she's going to be toned down. Oh, this is you again. You and that Manuel guy you were talking about. There's not going to be as much... Um, there's, de- there's definitely not going to be as much innuendo coming out of Rogue's mouth for, for this particular one. But um, I, I think it raises a really interesting question, Michael. I think the X-Men 97 series is fueled by an awful lot of nostalgia. Um, yes, Ben, I don't think that's a revelation. That's exactly what it is. It's not but, that great. It, yeah, exactly. The rough around... But the, the original series now, by the start, even mm. then, was very rough. No, not even then. I disagree. It was um, It was on the more polished side of then. Okay, to go back and look at it now, it's pretty rough. But go back and look at it now and compare it to other shit from then. 
Okay. Other than like three or four super high quality things. Batman it's, the Animated it, Series. Batman the Animated Series was the best produced series from that time. And even now, compared to modern animation, Batman the Animated Series is a little bit rough around the edges. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I, I do agree that it is rough, but I don't think it was it was rough at the time. It was quite polished at the time. So what I'm wondering is, Michael, if you update that yes. and you, you lose a little bit of the, the jank, so to speak, mm. is that going to make you lose the essence of X-Men 97? Well, I, I, I don't think... I, I think that that's going to be the challenge of the thing. Mm. But I don't think it's going to be the challenge of the thing from a production design point of view. I think it's going to be the, production, the challenge of the thing from a the times we live in point of view. Yeah. Because are they, I think, okay, you can get silky smooth animation these days. If mm-hmm. they're going to keep that kind of Jim Lee look to it. Yes. Are they going to hand animate it or computer animate it? They'll probably computer animate it, but they'll probably be able to make it look pretty damn close. Yeah, I would imagine so. But that series is very much a product of the 90s. It is. It's, it's and died in not the wool. Gonna, died in the wool 90s. Um. The men are doing the punching and the kicking and the women are doing the being sexy and the fainting when they use their powers too much. And, you know, are <laughs> the they... The of mutant. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've used my powers and I'm a lady. <laughs> Obviously, Rogue again is the exception, but every other woman in that show faints the moment they fucking... The moment they use their powers. That's because Rogue um, is a tough so- southern lady, Michael. She's a tough southern lady. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, Ben. It's like... Jubilee. Is Jubilee going to be a 90s mall culture? She can't it's be. A, there is no oh, mall well, culture. She, she has to be, though. If it's if it's set in 97, it's probably going to be like a Stranger Things thing. It's going to exist in a in a sanitised, nostalgia-fueled haze of the 90s. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I, I would love to see, like, an older set of X-Men from 97, 20 years on, though. I would, I would uh, watch the fuck out of that if it was just a continuation, a direct sequel set. Every time Cyclops shoots a laser blast, his back twinges. <laughs> oh, 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 fuck. Um, Wolverine's fine, obviously. Um, He's fine, yeah. He'd be grand. He'd yeah. be grand. But Jubilee is a grown woman cringing at 90s photographs of herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I look, I'm going to watch it, Michael, because... Heavens knows the X-Men 97 thing was a thing I used to catch on Fox TV uh, back in the day. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is the best. Yeah. There was recently a comic book revival of it, if you remember. I don't remember that. I don't know why I don't remember that. There was a comic book revival of it about two years ago only called X-Men 97. I see. And I imagine the success of that has in some way led into this. And that was reasonably good from my memory of it, which I remember very little of. Good, good, good. Excellent podcasting. Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. I could have I could have read it, but I you know I went down to read it and I thought, hmm, haven't nah. got that check haven't got that eight ninety nine a month check in the mail, so <laughs> Kevin, you know what to do. Kevin's figured it out. Benjamin. Yeah. Is this the first X Men thing though? Uh yes it is. Um, in a sense that's big news in itself. Y- yeah. So so that's a a big one. This is just them being like, Yeah, remember that thing that we definitely own? It's ours. Mm. Slapping it on the table. Um it is a huge moment for the X-Men to jump into the Marvel Universe. I wonder, is it going yes. to be a standalone thing or is it going to be 
Oh, it has to be a standalone thing, really, doesn't it? It can't, it can't do it any other way. Because um, it's a cartoon. It's not the same. It's a cartoon. Benjamin, speaking of cartoons and standalone things, let's just very, very quickly mention some of the other stuff. Because people on. are going to say, you forgot to mention the other stuff. Yeah. Echo is getting a series. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. Agatha Harkness is getting a series. Ben. Oh, I, I think that's, so care about that. I think that's a terrible idea. I don't. I'm going to enjoy that. I think I it's think going that's to be... I think that's a very bad idea. I think one of the worst things you can do is start spinning off all of your vaguely interesting side characters and give them convoluted backstories. They did it with Loki. I know, and... (laughs) Loki is one step away from being too much at this stage. Yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, ooh, Um, ooh, ooh, (laughs) that's gonna... Ironheart, Ben, everyone's favourite character who has never caused a single argument on the internet. Ironheart. Oh, yeah. She's going to be grand. Welcome, really. Yeah, that, that won't cause any problems at all on the internet. Yeah. Um, Groot is getting an animated series. As Could not care less. No, never mind. And Spider-Man is also getting an animated series. So that's interesting to me, Michael. That's the early yes. days of Spider-Man within the MCU. So it's Tom Holland's early days. Yes, his it, freshman year. And apparently we're going to get Spider-Man like we've never seen him before. Which just boggles my mind that you can make that statement. What do you yeah. mean? Like well, I mean, we've seen his origin story before, and we know. We, we know, know all this bullshit. He's going to get bitten by a fucking spider. Unless they make it really edgy, and Uncle Ben isn't dead. He just left Aunt May in like a really tragic circumstance. God, that'd be good, wouldn't it? He cheated with the nanny. He's just a prick. Yeah, that would be good. Marvel Zombies is getting an animated series, Ben. A proper one. Don't care. Good, very good. And what else? What If is getting a season two. Is it? Yeah. Oh. To nobody's surprise. Then, Ben, on to the big one for us. Yes, Michael. So. Go on. So. Yes. Five years ago, Michael. Yes. On a tram. Yes. When we barely knew each other. Yes. You turned around to me and you said, I found your website. Yes, very embarrassing. <laughs> and I said, oh, fuck, what do you mean? Oh, no, very um, embarrassing, I believe you said. And I said, uh, he said, oh, I've, I've read so many pop culture things. And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no, how embarrassing. <laughs> and then you turned around and you said, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> and yeah, I said, yeah. I've actually got a microphone, so yeah, we could do that. Do a podcast, we could do one of us, two of us recording on one microphone. That won't sound awful. Oh, the the hubris of youth, Michael. Oh, um, the chutzpah. And the, the two of us, Michael, sat down and did a two hour pitch. Yeah. For the for the for the Moon Knight series that we thought we could one day make. At that stage, man, it was uh, Netflix, I believe. <laughs> it was for Netflix. That's what it was it for. Was for Netflix, because yeah. Disney Plus didn't exist, Michael. There was no such thing. We had nothing to shill. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, Michael, that was our very first episode, and if you really, really don't like audio quality in your things, you can go back and check out that episode. Very bad. But this, Michael, is such a special moment for us, because it's actually come true. It's happening, Ben. It's for realsies. We're still not getting paid, but it's happening. No, no it's for realsies. So I guess that means our plans to make a fan trailer are now out the window, because there's an actual teaser. Yeah, there's, there's no need for us to do that, I suppose. Benjamin! Yes, I don't know why one of his funny voices is like this, though. It's bloody British, isn't he? Is he? Is that what it is? Spot on, old boy. 
I can't tell the difference between what's happening in my dreams and what's happening in the realities. Yeah, I don't know why you would get, like, global superstar Oscar Isaac, and then you'd get him to do a funny voice. <laughs> I, people love I'm Oscar so Isaac. Excited. I'm so excited about him being British. Yeah, I think it could ruin it for me. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, I can't wait. Benjamin. Yeah. The only justification I can think for it is his split personality isn't British. His split personality is a split personality. And that's what his brain thinks British people sound like. Oh, okay. So it's it's mental illness is the answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. It's mental illness. He's not actually British, is he? He's no more British than Oscar Isaac is. Yeah, fair. Yes. Um, Benjamin. Yes. It looks good. Very, very, very quickly tell the listeners who, who Moon Knight is. So Moon Knight is Mark Spector. Mm. Um, and Mark Spector is the fist of Conchu, Michael. Mm. He's like an Egyptian Batman. Um, except instead of being visited by a bat in your study of your billion-dollar mansion, um, he was a mercenary who was possessed by an Egyptian deity and then became his emissary on Earth. Or was he? Or was he, Michael? Because in modern reimaginings, well, not modern reimaginings, but early in his always. career, yeah, he was yeah. always. The, the the lingering question is always: Is that true, Mark, or are you just a bit mental? Are you just a bit mad, Mark? Are you mad in the head? Um, and Michael, in recent years, they've leaned far more into Conchu being a verified deity and acting through Mark Spector. But yes, he beat up all the Avengers in the last couple of months. He did. He's taken all their powers into Conchu's little ank. Yeah, I took all their powers. Yeah, Mjolnir. So, uh, Mjolnir, Danny Reyes's um, Cadillac <laughs> or yeah. muscle car. Uh, the Iron Fist. Iron Fist, just strained Iron Fist for the banter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what was the other one? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, that's right. Mm. He sent a bunch of mummies to Doctor Strange. And yep. uh, took care of business. And they were there. like, are you looking after yourself, Dr. Strange? Uh, are you getting enough vitamins? Stephen. Stephen, you're not eating right. I can tell. Yeah, you've lost a bit of weight, Stephen. Could sit down there and I'll make you something. Sit down there. Will you have a sandwich? It's, uh, Will you no, have a cup no. of tea, Stephen? And of course, Stephen was there going, no, ma'am, all right. I, I don't really want... And then he had three ham sandwiches in front of him before he could blink. Yeah. yeah. That's how they sent, they sent the mummies. Yeah. So anyway... <clears throat> That's a what very a niche race. Irish joke for <laughs> some people there. <laughs> Fucking dreadful, dreadful bit of there, man. Not our finest work, say. Michael. But um, anyway, um, that's who Mark Spector is. He becomes a vigilante, um, and he's known for a couple of different things. Um, yeah. Number one, he's incredibly violent. He's always punching people in the head. Um, yeah, he is a bit of a, a maverick, um, Michael, and he, the other heroes don't like working with him because he's weird and violent. Mm, a bit of a loose unit. A uh, bit of a loose unit, Michael. The other thing that's kind of made him famous is he's not a particularly... I, I called him the Egyptian Batman. That's not very fair because quite often he's not as skilled as Batman. And what really gets Moon Knight through a lot of his scraps is the fact that he won't stop. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if you've got to be dumb, then you better be tough. Yeah. He just takes beatings like nobody's business. Mm. Um, and that's his... Superpower, I suppose, is he pushes himself through any kind of difficulty. Just Although, Ben, in this trailer, he very clearly does have superpowers because he's making that moon lap. Yeah, he had a moon and jump. That looks, yeah, and that looks about 40 metres of a jump. Uh, it's, probably just, it's probably just Marvel physics, MCU ah, physics. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I suppose Black Widow could probably do that. Um, 
because at one point I was I was again once upon uh, yeah exactly <laughs> Black Widow could probably do it although she's enhanced isn't she they mentioned it in one of the Is film, she? they mentioned it in one of the films really really briefly about her enhancements and I was like it's a bit late to be adding that in now lads yeah take it out take it out um, but anyway anyway Michael um, what did you think of the teaser yeah I enjoyed it Ben it looked like the Moon Knight fan film we wanted to make years ago. It, it looks really like what we wanted to make years ago. We never published <laughs> anything about that. And we should have. Yeah, well, we published the podcast, Ben. I think it's going to be. I think we should do an episode, Ben, just for you and me. We might not even publish it, but we should do an episode when this show comes out, where we go back and we listen to that podcast and see how many points we get for things that oh, actually yeah, happen. Yeah, we do it. We do a television special, Michael. We put it on YouTube. We'll watch it together. That'd be great. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that, yeah. Benjamin. Go on. We've probably talked about this for long enough. Do we have any other topics? Uh, yes, Michael. So, <clears throat> earlier this year, um, yourself, myself, and our good friend, our good and late friend, not dead, yeah. just late, um, yeah. Connor, went to see a film. Michael. Seven minutes late, Benny was. Seven bloody minutes. We were uh, standing there at the cinema going, where is Connor? I hope he's not late or dead. But it was only late, which is the better of the which two. Which is the better of the two, because we like Connor. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what happened there, um, Michael, is we went to see the film Pig, and what we had been mm. promised was um, John Wick with bacon. Yeah. But what we got, Michael, um, was a journey into uh, the ego of man um, and yeah. finding meaning in the universe and ultimately yeah. facing into the void that is existence. Um, and male and and men, particularly older men, facing grief yes. and knowing how to process and deal with it, and not using male rage as a crutch. Um, and and Michael, we it's definitely we we <laughs> it was a bit much. We definitely didn't cry. I didn't. I I I didn't cry, Michael. The wet stuff uh, was from a leak in the cinema ceiling, um, yeah. and it just so happened to be right over my face. Yes, um, I haven't cried since the Avengers. Uh, oh, oh, okay. That's a. You should probably talk to somebody about that. The Avengers is not a healthy emotional outlet. Why would I talk to somebody, Ben? I can just bottle it up inside and shove it down oh, where it belongs, good. and then become a truffle exporter who steals people's bacon. Exactly. Oh, very good. Very good. But Michael, that got me thinking because everyone had written it off. They were like, "Oh, this is going to be a weird B movie where Nick Cage acts the absolute bollocks." Um, yeah. And it wasn't, wasn't at wasn't. all. Um, it was a heart, heartfelt film about grief. It's a very good fucking film. Still one of horrible. the best films I've seen this year. Absolutely horrible. I regret every <laughs> minute of it. So, Michael, that, that, came, that came to me and I, I came up with the topic of even a Nick Cage is right twice a day. Um, because, Michael, yes. Nicolas Cage has gone on some decline from the kind of blockbuster days of his youth. From um, knowing. Yeah. Which was uh, no knowing isn't even no knowing is the, the, the jumping off point, Michael. Knowing oh, is, is okay. the jump the shark moment. I think. All right, fair enough. Um, so we we said we'd have a look at his career and see where these choices are coming from and why we're making them, and that kind of thing. So having a look at Nick Cage pre two thousand and seven, Michael, because I think two thousand and seven is a key moment in the career of one Nicholas Cage. Go on. Nicolas Cage was your bog-standard blockbuster header. Yeah, for a the very rock. long time. Um, especially from the kind of late 1990s 
all the way through to 2007. So he had 20 good years where he was Hollywood gold. The Rock. The Rock. With Face Off. Sean Connery. Face Off. With John Travolta. Yeah. Bloody... Uh, what's, what's Leaving that? Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> Snake Eyes. There's so many. There's, there's a lot of films where Nick Cage was... That one about the baby called Arizona. Uh, what's happening in Arizona. Yeah, it's... What's that like called? Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. That's the one. <laughs> Raising Arizona. So we got we got those, Michael. And Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Ah, so this is interesting. This is the 2007 jumping off point, Michael. Ah, oh, very good. Um, Ghost Rider is a, a fascinating film. But anyway, we got those films, Michael. A lot of them were safe. Nick Cage was given a healthy outlet for his manic, manic energy. Um, in particular, films like. Uh, oh, Con my, Air. My, no, Face Off, Con Air. Those are great ways for Nick Cage to channel his bizarre energy for life. Mm. And what we had is everybody knew Nick Cage. Everybody was like, oh, Nick Cage is a bit crazy. But he was reined in quite a bit. Mm. Reined in quite a bit. Um, and that gave us kind of glorious blockbuster Nicolas Cage. Ben, are you petting the doggo? I am. I'm trying to keep a doggo quiet just off screen, Michael. Oh, very good. Tell him I said hello. I will. Um, she's having a little whine here, but she should be okay. That's good. People like doggos. They don't They're mind when there's fine. doggos. People don't the mind doggos. But anyway, at a, at a certain point, Michael, he was up there with the biggest stars of the 90s. Um, he was a, a household name at one mm. point. And then, Michael, 2007 rocks around. Go on. And we, we get the last the last of the Nick Cage blockbusters and we get the tipping point for Nicolas Cage's psyche. Very good. Okay. Very good. Okay, I'm excited about this. Where now, are we this going? This is a theory, right? But yeah. his last mainstream appeal film is National Treasure Book of Secrets. Oh, National Treasure Book of Secrets is one of my favourite ever films. So it's the sequel to National Treasure. Yes, I know. Okay. National Treasure was his big Disney moment. Mm, where it was he, his The Mummy. It was his It Indiana was his Jones. The Mummy. That is exactly correct. Um, mm. Now, to a European, even to a European audience, Michael, such an American-centric thing probably shouldn't have been enjoyable, but lots of people around Europe were like, this is great. I thought it was great, Ben. I went to Philadelphia the following year and said, I'm Nicolas Cage, I've got to find the Bell of Liberty or whatever. <laughs> did you go to, did you go to, um, where did you go? I, I you went say? to Philadelphia, Ben. I went to did, everywhere in the film National Treasure. Did you go specifically because of Nick Cage? Yes. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> I went and I went, where's the Book of Liberty or whatever it's called? The National Declaration of Liberty. So that's, you know, that's one of the things that that happens. Yes. And that's fine. That is exactly what you would expect of Nicolas Cage. And then, Michael, we get Ghost Rider. Oh, very good. Alice Krieg is in National Treasure. She plays Rachel Weiss. She does. She does. Yeah. She's the Rachel Weiss of National Treasure. Yeah. What's his name in National Treasure? I've forgotten. Not National Treasure, Rachel Weiss. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's Ben something, I think, isn't it? Is it? John Treasure, let's call him. John <laughs> Treasure's much better. John Treasure's a great name. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, he's Ben Gates. Oh, okay, all right. Ben John Treasure's Gates. better. 
Yeah. Let's stick with John Treasure. John Treasure is a little bit better. So he plays John Treasure and he's still beloved. It's a sequel. It's not as good as the first, but it's still pretty good. So we get John Treasure. Mm. And then we get Ghost Rider, Michael. And oh, this is pre MCU popularity. Just about, though. Just about. It just misses the building of the MCU proper. Mm. And what we get is Nicolas Cage playing a mental asylum escape patient who gets to ride a motorcycle. I'm going to take this curse and I'm going to own it. Uh, So I think... I can't do a Nicolas Cage impression is what I've just learned. I'm going to take this curse and own it. Oh, that was me. That was me doing it there. That was better. Yeah. So he's he's a real weird guy, Nicolas Cage. But I think, Michael, Nicolas Cage hasn't done enough work with CGI. Go on. And so I think Nicolas Cage was probably told, and this is completely, this is a complete hot take, Michael. I've, I've no okay. evidence for this, right? Oh, Other good. than like watching CGI guys react and understanding oh, yeah. how the mocap capture and stuff works. Yeah. I think Nicolas Cage was told to ham it up while performing in the mocap suit so they would have more points of reference to animate the skull that he would become when he was Ghost Rider. That makes sense because there probably would have been only seven dots in them in the, in the early 2000s. Exactly. They didn't have the same level of motion capture that they have today. So I yeah. think he was told, yeah, if you can just really, you know, animate your face when you're talking so we have lots of points of reference to work with so we can still get a sense of Nicolas Cage as a CGI skull. So Nicolas Cage heard that and he went, okay, all righty. Um, okay. He had probably Jim Carrey out, also there. He probably hung out with Jim Carrey in a bar yeah. and was like, "You have a really animated face, Jim. How can I do this?" Um, and that's how we got. Uh, here's the dog. Look at this dog. Oh, there's a dog. He's on camera. Hello. Um, He's gone out. So we probably. That's probably how we got weird Nick Cage. Or or yeah. Nick Cage is just mental. Ben, is there not some sort of financial trouble he's in? Is there is there not some sort of financial aspect to why he started making all these mental B movies? I think there was a Snipesian tax thing at one point. A Snipesian, very good. Yes, uh, Snipesian tax uh, issue, kerfuffle, snaffle, mm. Michael, at a certain point. I know he bought a dinosaur head for a large amount of money. What's um, he doing that for? I, nobody knows. <laughs> ah, very good. And then... Yeah, so it kind of went from there, right? So this is the tipping point. And then, following Ghost Rider, Michael, we get knowing. Mm. And knowing is, in every sense, a straight-to-DVD or B-movie effort. Yes, it is, but for some reason it was in the cinemas. For some reason it was in the cinemas. But I think it's the start of Nicolas Cage's decline, or nicholas cage's agency because i don't think nicholas cage likes making blockbusters yeah he <laughs> or, likes making mad shit i think he likes making mental shit um, mm. and i think he took it upon himself to become what he considers to be a serious actor and what we get from 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 the seed of ghost rider is a man who takes method acting to be i'm just gonna be mad and I'm going to pretend... He became, he became an actual flaming skull. He became an actual... He kept lighting his skull on fire, Michael, and all that facial reconstruction surgery after both the harrowing events of Face Off yep. and Ghost Rider. It's all to pay for facial reconstruction surgery. <laughs> That's face Off cool. too. It's quite hard to put it back on, actually, Nick. <laughs> it, it won't, it won't look the same. Way, Nick. Yeah, face Off too. I'm sorry, same. that's not medically possible. Yeah. Um, mm. So... 
Yeah, what we get in that, Michael, is a, a really kind of uh, <laughs> intense transformation period. And then Nicolas Cage kind of follows the, the Bill Murray approach to filmmaking where he allows a, a number to be called and you get through directly to like an answering machine and you can Does pitch he? Nick Cage he has a, a movie. He, he has a famous 1-800 number. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Apparently, it's really easy to get hold of Nick Cage because he likes to get in scripts that he thinks are fucking weird. So Nick Cage is just out there <laughs> making himself available to people to make films. That explains a lot. It does, doesn't it? So this is great, right? And especially in the last three years, we've seen some mad shit. <laughs> From Nicholas, some, some fucking bizarre shit, Ben. Oh, it's so weird. We have seen some bizarre shit, Michael, and we have some of them here. We have some of the classics here. Um, so on my screen, Michael, I've got a bunch of different names, and we're going to go through them from around 2019, just to okay, see, when, Michael, yes. if Nick Cage really is right twice a day. When the shit really hit the fan. Yeah, that's exactly what we want to know. So. One of the ones that's arguably very, very good, but equally fucking mental, Michael, mm. is Mandy. I've never seen it, Ben. Have you not seen Mandy, Michael? Maybe I have. Is that the one where he's driving a car? He drives a car in a lot of things. No, that's... Uh, that's uh, oh Go my. Faster or Get oh. Speed or... That was where he played Ghost Rider, but not Ghost Rider. He but played not Ghost Rider, yeah. Um, drive Hard? Drive Hard? Drive Hard. That was Drive Hard. That was a great film, Michael. Um, I'll not have a bad word said about it. Thank you very much. Um, I forgot about Drive Hard. Drive Hard is mental. Absolutely what's, what's, mental. He plays um, John Milton. John Drive Hard. Uh, John Milton, who comes out of hell, who is released from hell to bounty hunt a cult leader who uh, slept with his daughter. Is that really what Drive Hard's about? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've seen the film. I've, I, have, I have seen that film. I have... I love that film, unapologetically, that? because it's mental. That was 2017? Oh, I think it was much earlier. Um, okay, you tell dri- us about it's, Mandy. Sorry, I'll it's look Drive Angry. Drive Angry, that's what it <laughs> and is. it's 2011. Wow. Wow. John Angry. John Angry. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we get that. Um, now what we get is these other bizarre things. So, the guy, it, Mandy is... Essentially, Michael, it is a Kerrang! music video. <laughs> Drive Hard was a 2014 film with Thomas Jane. Ah, easily, easily confused, Michael. Easily confused. Um, yeah. So, Mandy, Michael, came out in 2018 um, and was directed by uh, a man called Panos Cosmatos. Thanos? Thanos, yeah. The Mad Titan, which oh, explains well. a lot. Which explains a lot. It so does. He came out, Michael, and what we got in that film is some real weird shit. So he plays Red Miller, and right. Andrea Riseborough plays uh, Andrea Riseborough plays Mandy Bloom, the hence, titular Mandy, the titular Mandy. And in that film, Michael, what happens is uh, Red Miller is a lumberjack who lives out in the wilderness with his good lady friend, and they're just living their lives, Michael. They're mm. just living their like, lives, right? They're just like a pig. Yeah, exactly. They're minding their own bloody business, just living their lives. And then, mm. Michael, unfortunately, poor El Mandy, on her way to work one day, crosses the path of a cult leader. 
That's always about cult leaders, isn't it? Always about cult leaders. So passes the the crosses the path of a bloody cult leader, and the cult leader is a man called Jeremiah Sand. No, and Jeremiah Sand has a a bloody a, a, a cadre of creepy, creepy dudes. Oh, good. Who work for him, um, including uh, one woman, Mother Marlene, um, uh, Richard Be- Brake, who is known as the chemist, and then it has Irishman Ned Dennehy. And he plays Brother Good Swan. Uh, one of the Ned. Cults. Yeah, Ned. Um, he, you see Ned in everything, by the way. Ned Dennehy is everywhere. We should try and get Ned Dennehy on the podcast, actually. Apparently, he's really sound. Let's do it. Yeah, sure, get Ned on the podcast. But anyway, things don't go very well, Michael. Um, there's heavy implication of sexual assault um, and then a bloody murder. Okay. He was, in, he was um, Game of Thrones man, wasn't he? Who? Ned Dennehy. He was, yeah, he was in there for a little bit. Hmm. Um, Sorry, go on, go on. But anyway, um, he... He... Sorry, Mandy dies. Oh, no, Mandy! Yeah, Mandy Spoilers! Um, Spoilers for the film. It's very early on. It's very clear from from early on that Mandy's not going to do so well. Uh, Red finds this out, and uh, Red goes on a murderous rampage uh, as revenge. As revenge. So this is the opposite of Pig. It is the opposite. This is the film that people thought they were getting when we went to see Pig. Um, within this world, Michael, it's all 80s kind of synthwave. It's heavy, um, violent purple colors. Um, mm. And it's, it's kind of like the lyrics to a progressive rock song. It's kind of like an epic quest. And it's filmed in that kind of mad sense. Um, the visuals are trippy. It's very unnerving. Um, it is now a cult classic beyond reproach. But it's not necessarily an excellent film. Like you, It wouldn't mm. be a mainstream appeal one. But it is a good film for the weird shit that it is. It's a big uh, love letter to like heavy metal um, you know, narratives and things like that. It's it's a great old film, Michael. I think you'd thoroughly enjoy it. Probably don't watch it with your good lady friend because it's weird as shit, but it's a good film. My lady friend's going to see a comedy gig tonight, Ben. Maybe I'll watch Mandy what? while she's out. A, a comedy, comedy gig? gig in this a comedy climate. gig. Exactly, Benjamin. Can you imagine? And it's not me. I'm not doing the comedies. I'm not doing a joke about, say, Benjamin or anything. But, Michael, you're ben. the funniest man I know. I know, but you do have a very limited social circle. Benjamin, <laughs> we... It's from that's from that's from Nicolas Cage's Purple Period because the other Purple Period film and they came out too close together and it was very confusing because the posters are also very similar. They're just Nicolas Cage in a in a fugue in a in a, in a, fugue. In a, ha- in a haze of purple fog. Um, was the color out of space or the color of space? I thought it was the color out of space. I think it's but it, it could be either. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's where Nicolas Cage gets driven mad by a, by the color purple. It's not a- the film The Colour Purple with Oprah. <laughs> like, oh, I, can't watch, I can't watch The Colour Purple again. It's driving me insane. But in that, Ben, he plays a, a normal family man. And that's where it goes wrong because right from the beginning, he's just odd and out of place. Yeah, because he he's not a family man, Michael. No. Um, my favourite ever person going mad due to cosmic horror, Ben, as you well know, is... I'm actually going to let you take a guess. Uh, oh... You've got me now. This is unfair. Okay, never mind then. It's um, I've forgotten the name. Oh wait, <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it the, the guy one, from know, Jurassic Park? Yeah, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Um, Mouth of Madness. I got it right. That is Ten yes, you did. To me. 
that is the best person going mad due to cosmic horror film of all time. And one of the reasons that works so well is he's so rational and normal at the start. Yeah. And you don't have that in the colour out of space with Nicolas Cage. No, he's already from the start. <laughs> yeah, from the start you're going, well, this lunatic is going to go more mad, isn't he? But he's already a bit unstable. He's not doing great as our Nick Cage. Um, no, that is... But it is quite a good film, Ben. We covered it in depth on the podcast before, so I won't go too in-depth into it because we did talk about it quite a lot on our Inspired by Lovecraft episode a few years ago? Yeah, we might link that down <laughs> below. Um, if I can find it. If we can find it. But one of the things, Michael... So those are two of the better ones that he's come out with in his... Go on. B-movie romp. But now, Michael, let's get to yes. all the shit that we don't consider oh, to be called very classics. good. Very good, Benjamin. Because I watched the other day yeah. a film that my good lady friend called Winkley's Wonderland. <laughs> and it's not called Winkley's Wonderland, Ben. It's it called not. Willie's Wonderland. It is. And Willie's Wonderland is an utterly bizarre concept of a film. I read a review... I watched it first, Ben, obviously, and then I read a review from the Irish Times, and I've never seen someone more miss the point of something in my life. The Irish Times reviewer um, says that this film is obviously based on the animatronic... uh, animatronic robots that must have given American kids nightmares for generations coming back to haunt them. No, that's completely wrong. No, it's based on Five Nights at Freddy's, Yes. It's, it's a, a very video popular game. video game franchise. Oh, that's I've the most played... Irish Times take on something I've Isn't ever it? heard. The We've Irish completely Times... missed the point. Donald Clark has been writing the Irish Times film reviews since 1985 and forgot that the internet existed. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't consider the internet to be anything other than... <laughs> I don't care where any of this fits into the zeitgeist. <laughs> It doesn't. The zeitgeist is entirely irrelevant to me. I'm going to review all films as though I was seeing them for the first time in 1987. And I will judge them by that standard. Um, I think we've just tanked our future careers at the Irish Times. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Benjamin, to be fair, I think if they found out we watched the films, they'd be probably pretty upset. Anyway. That's not how we do things here. (laughs) That's not how we do things here. Benjamin. Yeah. Take that, the Irish Times. Take that, liable. (laughs) Got him. Benjamin. Yes. What was I saying? Yes, Five Nights at Freddy's. I've played Five Nights at Freddy's. It's quite a scary game. Uh, I don't yeah. go near horror games, as you know, Michael, because I'm a as very you know. scared little boy. We did a <laughs> very, very frightened little fellow. <laughs> Benjamin, we did a whole episode about horror games and we didn't talk about Five Nights at Freddy's. But the the big kind of scary horror thing about Five Nights at Freddy's is your complete lack of um, ability to defend yourself. Yeah, so you you got to run. No, you can't even run. Oh, what? You play as a night watchman. In the later games, maybe you can run, but in the original, the one that started it all, you play as a night watchman and you have a certain amount of electrical power and you can use that electrical power to turn on video cameras or lock doors. Okay, those are your choices. Those are your choices. And there are animatronic robots in this uh, Freddy's whatever it's called Freddy's fun, fun house and they're coming to get you and you have to keep you have to decide which cameras you're going to switch on to try and see them coming to get you so that you can lock the right doors right and if you can't lock the doors because you're out of electricity or if you don't see them coming then they just kill you and you're dead and that's it what that's how the game works it's you're switching between static CG screens trying to see changes trying to see if 
if an animatronic's in the wrong place and then deciding which door to lock to keep that animatronic away from you. That's mad. It's quite tense and it's it's quite a good little short uh, experience, to be honest. It's it's a good horror concept. Um, and the first couple of times you're killed, it's quite scary because you're looking at a, a camera and suddenly the animatronic you thought was there is no longer there. And then you get a jump scare of it busting into the room you're in and eating your face. That is scary. Terrifying. But the whole... Exactly. But the whole point of it is there's a complete lack of control and power over the situation. Oh, no. And then, in Willy's Wonderland, they take that and they say, yeah, but what if you, the voiceless, agency-less protagonist, was the ultimate unstoppable badass oh well that doesn't make a lot of sense it doesn't make any sense at all so it's set up like a traditional horror film where these animatronics are killing teens but every time the animatronics come across Nicolas Cage he just utterly kicks the shit out of them (laughs) and it's so bizarre it's like a horror film for animatronics that's weird it's very 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 strange Nicolas Cage utters not a single word in the 90 minute runtime. What? He doesn't. He's entirely silent. I think, I think this went through a number of revisions, and I, I see aspects of it being a video game movie. At some stage, someone said, "You, as the protagonist in the game Five Nights at Freddy's, are utterly silent." So Nicolas Cage will be an utterly silent protagonist. Why? You know, it doesn't make any silent sense. Pro- the si- it doesn't make any sense at all. The silent protagonist is a staple of video games, Ben, as you know. A staple, Michael. Absolute staple. So I think at some stage he was going to be a silent protagonist and then he became a wandering badass drifter. Okay. It's it's really weird. So there's two films happening at the same time. There's the teens being killed off by the animatronics and the animatronics being killed off by Nicolas Cage. Oh, that's That's bizarre. It's very strange, Ben. It's tonally all over the place. The editing is all over the place. Um, it's it's weird. It's a weird film. There's a there's a one of the least graphic sex scenes I've ever seen in my life. Oh no! There's a fully clothed sex scene. Oh no! Um, which is just weird because the male character says, "Let's go into the birthday room so we can see you in your birthday suit," and, and then, then proceeds. To they're leave. both fully clo- they're both fully clothed, having sex when they get killed. It's weirdly tame, but also madly violent. Ugh. It's it's a bizarre film. I can't say I absolutely hated it though. Oh, okay. It, that is it has it, it has moments of being interesting, but it's it's certainly not a good film. Mm, that's such a such an interesting choice, Michael. What would possess Nicolas Cage to do that other than money? Nicolas Cage saw the... No, Benjamin, that's it. Nicolas Cage was given the script for this and said, I want on board, but I also want to produce. <laughs> Nicolas produce? Cage produced... He produced this thing where he's the silent, badass protagonist. Benjamin, he's in his 50s. He is. There's one thing that this movie thought taught me. It's that once you reach a particular age... It's impossible. How old are you, Ben? I'm 30. Yeah, once you reach about 30, it's just impossible for men to look cool. Because <laughs> they're, they're trying desperately to make Nicolas Cage look cool in this. That's both just... of us gone, then. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, for sure. Ben, look at the absolute state of me. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a weird man, film. It's a, it's a bizarre, weird film. Oh, you can still be handsome, Ben. But you just can't be cool. You can still be handsome. You just can't be cool. 
There's nothing worse than a 55 year old man trying to look cool. No, it's, and he's there's something he's very looking tragic. At the, he's looking at the young female protagonist Ben, and they're like deciding to team up. And I'm looking at it: is this supposed to be a romantic bond, a a fatherly bond? What's a the two bond? badasses? A two badasses bond? None of them make sense. It's a That's weird, weird. Thing. And you know the worst thing about it is Ben. What? The animatronics are very clearly just people in suits. Oh no! Yeah, which kind of defeats the purpose to my mind because. Animatronics were invented to like save money on using people in suits. Yeah, that's the whole point, isn't it? It's so yeah, you don't have yeah. to pay them. Um, yeah, Michael, I'm going to finish up this episode very quickly by reading you out the upcoming projects from Nicolas Cage. Right? Oh, very exciting. And what I want you to do is very simply yes. give me your pitch. What do you think All it right. is? Okay. What do you think it is? The next thing to come out. From him yes. is the unbearable yeah. weight of massive talent, where Nicolas Cage is playing a character called Nick Cage. Oh, very good! Is it a biography of Nick Cage? It's you're you're absolutely right, Michael. It's a piss take of his own career. He's making a meta film, making fun of himself. Oh, very good. Yes, it is very good. Oh, sorry, I've 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 stolen some intonation from Ryan George there. That was unintentional. Oh, um, yeah. Now the next one, Michael, is the yes. old way. Where Nicolas Cage will play a character called Colton Briggs. Okay, John Oldway. John. And, <laughs> and he is a man from cowboy times who's accidentally travelled forward in time to catch a demon. Michael, you're not a million miles off there. It's an oh, old wow. gunslinger and his daughter must face the consequences of the past when the son of a man he murdered years ago arrives to take revenge. So there you go. Oh, it's just, a, it's just a Western. It's just a Western. It's a classic Western. I wish there was a demon, but there isn't. And the last one, Michael, and this is the, the yeah. most interesting one to me, is Butcher's Crossing oh. starring Nicolas Cage as Miller. So is that a play on Miller's Crossing? What is going on? I don't on? know. John Butcher. What's happening in that one? Uh, so, <laughs> so, a former professor, uh, sorry, an epic about an Ivy League dropout as he travels to the Colorado wilderness where he joins a team of buffalo hunters on a journey that puts his life and sanity at risk based on the highly Wait. acclaimed novel by John Williams. John Williams, the, the composer? No, not John Williams, the composer. John Williams, the American Western writer. Is is Nicolas Cage playing an Ivy League dropout? I hope so. A 55-year-old Ivy League dropout? I don't think so. Butcher sounds, or Miller sounds like a, probably a character. I don't know. I think he'd be a cowboy. He could be a villain. I'd like to see Nick Cage oh, in more villain good. roles. I don't, I don't think he yeah, needs to be the protagonist good. anymore. I think he could be a great the, villain. The funny thing is, Ben, um, Nicolas Cage is only 55. Yeah, he looks a lot older. He does look a lot older, except in Winkley's Wonderland, where they tried to make him look 35 and he just looks ridiculous. But Ben, what's his name? Clint Eastwood has been playing old Clint Eastwood for about 40 years now. He's, he's getting so much mileage out of that character. Yeah, he's been playing old Clint Eastwood as long as I've been alive, Ben. Yeah, and it's bizarre. So, it's bizarre, but Nicolas Cage is only starting to hit that age now. He's 55, so, Michael. Yeah, I know, but Clint Eastwood is 90. Yeah, no, it's insane. We could get another 40 years of Nicolas Cage in we Westerns. Get another 40 years of Nick Cage playing increasingly old Nick Cage. It's 
It's really a thrill. I hope we what do. What a time to be alive. So do I. I hope we do. Michael, that's it from us this week. Ladies and gentlemen, what is your favourite Nick... Well, I'm going to give you two choices this week, ladies and gentlemen. What's your favourite yes. Nick Cage movie that is technically good? And what is your favourite new era Nick Cage film? Oh, <laughs> um, I see what you've done. The, the bloody... The bloody cage naissance, so to speak. Mm. Um, what's your favourite film from that one? You can get in touch with us a bunch of different ways. And let us know. You can find us on the interwebs at www.seomrabeug.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. You can find us on the gram at your luxury listen podcast. It means your luxury listen in English. It does indeed. But the best place, ladies and gentlemen, to find us yes. is to get up on that Discord, baby. Hop up on it. Send me spoilers. Send us spoilers. That seems to be what a lot of people do. Um, I love it. <laughs> so more spoilers. More spoilers. Pour them on, lads, um, and let us know what you thought of the films. You can join us in a week's time, ladies and gentlemen, where we'll be starting a new little mini series here on the podcast. And um, we'll be starting our exhumed series, where we pick through the sci-fi canon of movies and look for the things that were supposed to be a big deal but actually didn't uh, progress too much. Oh, very good. They should have made a big cultural impact due to like big star, big stars or big plots or big directors, but they just didn't make the cut. And so we're going to exhume their corpses and have a look. Um, oh, very good. So next week we're taking a look at 12 Monkeys starring Brad Pitt oh. and Bruce Willis. Oh, very good. Yes, yeah, so we're going to do a little one of those. So do also get in touch with us and let us know your thoughts on that bloody film. Yeah, it's pretty good, I think. Or maybe it's not. Or maybe, maybe it's, it's not. Let's 40. find out when we exhume its corpse. All right, that's I it from see. us, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Can we do Big Trouble in Little China? We absolutely can. That could be in the Exhumed series. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> All right. We're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye.